technology. Okay, take two. So we had a Wi-Fi malfunction. We're back on air. Yeah. Um, amazing the expectation. I was literally just saying. Yeah, it should all just work all the time. And it, it was. I was just saying how grateful. Yeah. And like, I expect nothing less. Exactly. Um, I was saying how grateful I am just to be able to have these conversations on a weekly basis. And the fact that I've done 19 is really cool. And for me, it's like, I think it's important that we can all say what we have on our mind and then, you know, you can kind of like uh, get it out of your chest and then you can kind of go about your days, right? Um, and yeah, it's something like therapeutic, right? Um, yeah. And it's interesting that a lot of therapy actually just bases around you going into a... Um, into a place and just talking to someone, right? And um, a lot of people solve their problems that way. But I'm not a therapist. I, I don't know. Don't take therapy advice from me. Go see a therapist if you need to talk to someone. Yeah. Well, often just having someone to listen, that's where the therapy is, being able to express uh, free of judgment. And because we know each other so well and we love each other so much, like there is that space of non-judgment. And I think that's why we opened up the floor to the audience to tune into our conversations if they want to as well, if they mm. get anything from us, because uh, it feels like, you know, um, I always enjoy hearing people speaking freely and candidly. Um, and I feel like if more people were doing that in the world, like really just connecting with their heart and like saying how they really feel um, rather than, I guess, just creating one image. I find that, mm. um, some images that people project into society are quite shallow, quite superficial. And as a result, they become quite monotonous. Uh, yeah. Whereas I enjoy how much we change every week, like what we talk about, how we feel about certain things, our moods, our energies, um, our psyches, they're changing all the time. And you get to see that as you tune into our show. And I feel what we attempt to do each time is be as honest as possible um and there's there's great there's great healing in that because as a culture we're going always through unprecedented things um and if we don't keep updated regularly of how we feel you know like sometimes when you actually hear someone is going through something similar to you uh, or they give you a different perspective on it that can be something that you can take forward and integrate into your life so it's like we're um we're learning as a species how to become more open source so it's like we don't own these thoughts like these thoughts are coming through us and we're the ones channeling them um in hope that it could you know have some sort of impact on anyone else but if anything else it has a really good impact on me and you um and we just enjoy doing it every week and that's why we're yeah. able to sustain ourselves doing it for 19 weeks and long may it continue yeah right so like 19 weeks man that's approaching to like halfway through a year right um yeah. and for me it's like it's like it's like a personal sort of like uh, personal growth thing as well. Like learning, learning, learning how to talk as well and express my thoughts um, in a better, more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Articulate way. Mm -hmm. I think like, I think, um, 
I think we as men are like uh, very like uh, we don't know how to express like how we feel and 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 I think uh, um, I'm seeing a lot of men around and it's like uh, basically the question I want to have ask you Lee is like what am I what type of being am I am I like am I here and I don't think there's anything wrong with like me being here as almost like um, basically um, I think the thing that we're confronting uh, I don't know why you have a smile on your face almost like you know what I'm going to say but like am I am I a freak being this is my question right because i feel like a lot of the men around me they they i think like if a man isn't free is not is not a happy man that's basically how i can sum it up was your question you cut out for like a split second did you say am i a free being yes yes do i have that is that just my like god-given right so to speak like i'm just like even if i have nothing am i free to do what I think is best for me. Mm, well, a phrase came to mind as we logged on today that perception creates reality. When you maneuver yourself, when you perceive something from a certain angle, it completely changes. And yeah, like you have control of your perception essentially. So yep. you can influence your perception. And if you learn how to do that, you learn how to live life differently. And then the way you live life changes accordingly. Um, so it's like this inner engineering and this inner technology when we learn how to play with ourselves like that. Uh, that's why I'm way more focused on, um, working on myself rather than exploring like deeper levels of tech, like virtual reality and stuff like that. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, let me figure out this first. Let me learn how to tune this first to like, um, cause I noticed that like, as I tune myself, I create my reality and different things happened. Like if I, um, if I wake up with a smile on my face and I, inform myself that today is going to be the best day ever i tend to have more of a spring in my step and then you know you're just out getting your cup of coffee in the morning and then someone just decides to talk to you out of nowhere and if you normally don't mm. leave the house without springing your step then you start to kind of question yourself and go why did like that person randomly come up and talk to me and it's because of the vibe you're on and you realize that like i can't change that person i can't make that person talk to me or make that person not talk to me but i can um change myself internally and then that will then create a different reality externally and all we need to do is play with our perception our frequency and then people might ask how do you do that and there's like you know a whole world to that you wouldn't be able to just create a blanket statement to say like this is how you change your reality um but i think it's realizing that you have choice when you realize you have choice, you realize you're free. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's something that I've been grappling with. And like the first thing I kind of said was like, wow, I actually, the thing I feel so grateful of is like just the people I have in my life are so awesome. Like if I think about it, I feel like truly blessed to like be living this life with the people that I'm connected with and something that I'm excited about is um, being able to connect with more people all around the world now that uh, that are interested in similar things that I am. And like you were saying, we can, we can have um, uh, 
we can have conversations and like there's some sort of energy or something that's attracting us to sort of have these conversations, which I, I find, I find really interesting, right? That like mm-hmm. I can be tuned into like have an interest into a certain idea. Someone else can have an interest in a certain idea and I can sort of like discover that through Instagram or whatever. And I can just send them a message and say, Hey, do you want to have a chat? Um, and then we could have a chat and then that could like someone else could hear it. And then like the, the vibrations that that sends out and the possible, like, uh, then, uh, you know, other people can be influenced by that and that can like, uh, sort of like, it's kind of like a butterfly effect, isn't it? Um, and it can have a major impact on the world. It's incredible. We're literally pioneers, Nick, like, there's no in the stone age in the medieval times in ancient egyptian they they didn't have this technology they may have had different technology but they didn't have this technology as far as we know uh, so there's no book or manual on how to use it there's no forefathers or predecessors that um have gone through this and can shine the torch like we are going we are walking our own path with this and we're discovering it as it unravels and uh we probably don't it's kind of cool when you look at the period you're in now and you imagine it like 50 years down the track when people are in high schools, like reading in a textbook about what our time now is like, how would they perceive that? Would they call it the information age? I'm not sure. Um, well, but yeah, I was going to, yeah. sorry. I just wanted to add in the fact that it's like crazy that um, like you were saying how people are going to study us because like so much of what we potentially put out there, right. Whether it's a tweet or Instagram post or, um, or even this, uh, even this podcast, right? It's it's almost like like uh, it can last for a really long time on these like server farms, like so. It's almost like what whatever I say, potentially like my you know generations from now, like they'll just be able to dig it up and kind of see like all. The, it, it's just going to be too much, probably. Like um, probably most stuff, there's not going to be just enough time, right, for it, for, for people to go back and, like, sort of, like, study everything, right? Like, and that's something uh, that that's, like, a, it, that combined with the fact that, like, whatever you put out can, like, basically almost, it's almost immortal in some ways, right? Yeah. And um, I think the nature of it is exponential, so it just keeps growing. Like, I... I'm going to say it, but I don't know if it's necessarily accurate, but I heard um, only 1% of YouTube videos even get a single view or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys, I could be way off. I remember it being like... But but the point is it's something like there's like heaps of videos like that get made and put on YouTube and then only a very fraction like get like widely viewed, right? That's sort of like the idea you're trying to to make right yeah and it's that 80 20 rule it's the um spiral yeah. and how like um from the center point that like gets like the very few get so many like a ludicrous number of attention and then the vast vast majority mm. get almost nothing and they're squabbling for the tiniest piece of pie when someone like joe rogan in our culture if you're watching this 50 years down the track and you don't know who joe rogan is go <laughs> check that out there's plenty of information there there's plenty yeah of discussion there. um yeah they and they become like the influencers and the mouthpieces so there is this pattern i noticed like throughout the world where like a very small number of people the majority of attention and energy goes it's not like an evenly distributed linear 
kind of uh, mechanism that like cultural ideology stems from. It's like um, an exponential thing and there's going to be so much information. So what's going to be interesting is like what information out of this unreal amount of like energy that's getting put into this system that we call like the internet is going to be studied in the future. And how is it going to be built on as well? They're the, they're the questions you could spend all day, which we have done in the past that we've pretty much dedicated entire shows to talking about like the potential directions that the internet could take us. And um, we're kind of like passive about it. Hey, we never really learn about it in school. Like I remember we had like a computing, I think we, we shared the same class together, like a computing class. And then if you wanted to, I think you could study, could you even do computer science in, in our high school when you were in like year 11 and year 12, like before you graduated? Not, not, not really. Not really. Like for me, like, yeah, computer science is like this. It's like, it's like the theory of like, uh, information, like how information is like, uh, processed and, um, transferred. Like that's my, that's how I would like sort of like sum up computer science as a computer science graduate. Um, and I think like a lot of it is like quite, um, esoteric, right? Um, this is like, um, well, basically it kind of like, I'm, I'm not an expert, but like a lot of it sort of like comes down to, it's like all of this, uh, information you kind of know is like just ones and zeros. And like, there's a guy called Alan Turing, which he like, he, yep. he basically said like, uh, um, you can think of a computer as just like a piece of tape. So a piece of tape is the data that you're processing and all the computer does is like read and the tape has ones and zeros on it. And all the tape um, does is just like pass that. Um, that makes that and then like transfers it into something we can understand. And then we can interface with that tape and change the ones and zeros to make something that then yep. you use the computer to pass. Um, um, to do whatever you want to do. So it's like, an, it, it basically, they call that like a Turing, Turing machine. I, I think mm -hmm. I'm not an expert. And then there's the idea of another thing that Alan Turing sort of said was the sort of a Turing test. So if you can tell the difference, um, if you like sort of have a text chat, um, you, can you tell the difference if you're interacting with a human or not? Ooh. And uh, if if you're talking in a text chat, basically, to uh, but it yeah. actually doesn't have to be text. Like it's kind of like maybe right now you are like just a completely computer generated being that uh, that that I'm talking to that I think is real that I think is Lee, but. You know, I sort of, I, I have some intuition that I think you are a real sort of, I don't know, some sort of like being, right? Like, um, but we are sort of, we've sort of come now into this place, like, right, where a lot of, uh, a lot of the interactions we're potentially having are with, with bots in the sense that, um, I think Amazon's a good example of this. Like if you ever order something off Amazon, something doesn't, I don't know if something shows up damaged or the wrong thing was sent or you want a refund or something, you can 
you can process your refund just through a bot, right? So you just go on the website, you say, I want to return this. And I would just tell you, it's not just Amazon that does that, but like a lot of things that can, can do that. And um, yeah, so now I think we, so much, so much of our life, we, we interacting with bots, so to speak. And I think even all of our loved ones are right. Um, and I think there's a, there's a yearning for something, something more. Right. And it's like, it always comes back to this sort of human element that we all we want. Um, and I'm just sort of like realizing that through myself as well. I'm just sort of, that's what I kind of bringing it back to the first thing I sort of said before this, before it cut out, coincidentally, I said, I, I'm just feeling grateful for the people I have in my life. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's like, that's to me, what, what makes it real is like the people. Cause I spend so much time sort of like interacting with bots or even bots that are like kind of like the algorithms that are like recommending the things I watch on YouTube um, or even Twitter, which is like exposing me to the ideas, like algorithmically exposing me to certain ideas. And yeah, sometimes I feel like alone in my own bubble. And like lately I've taken solace in the fact of like, wow, there's so much awesome people in my life and I'm so grateful to have that because I can I can feel so alone and um alone and and hopeless in this algorithmic bubble that is provided through me through through like YouTube or Twitter or whatever you well, know that, that's what's interesting about our friendship Nick because um we have a WhatsApp thread together and 90 five percent of it is you sending me links like memes uh videos articles this is all just shit that you come across and that's i think the difference between the way we're cut but i probably use technology as much as you but i'm almost always working when i'm using technology whereas you're perusing you're a consumer whereas i've always been a lurker um like i don't interact much on the internet and i don't consume that much media i would say compared to the general populace i'm probably in the for our age group i'm probably in the bottom five or ten percent is my guess whereas you're maybe mm. even in the top 20 yeah. percent would be my guess um and we're cut differently um and you know i feel i feel lonely at times too but i i don't necessarily get absorbed in technology the same way you do um and what I learned, I learned from um, being very consumed by conspiracy theories for a number of years um, is that it's like a rabbit hole and it's like a loop. It's like a loophole and you can just keep going around in the internet and you can just keep circulating and keep circulating. And there's yes. some energy, some Speaking force of, um, updating it. Conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories have become a big sort of trend lately in the sense that... Um, feel like where we are right now and it's part of my addiction to these feeds is like I'm trying I'm trying to seek truth because I I I I I feel lost in the sense that like I don't know what what like 
what like how do I like I don't get what the um I don't understand like how basically I'm trying to figure out what is going on so I can like sort of live my life from like an external thing instead of looking internally, right? So I'm sort of I'm I'm looking externally for some sort of like signal, right? For, so I can sort of say, oh, I'm on the right path or not, as opposed to me looking and looking within, like to to see if if I'm on the right path or not. And I think when we when I when we do look within, and that's something like I don't know for whatever reason I've been looking within in the past 24 hours, and I've realized, wow, like for me, it's like if I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for like the, that's what I was saying, the people that I have in my life. And it's like, um, it sounds weird. It's like, we're, we all one big family and you're, you're part of my family. And, um, and it's like, and now I'm just sort of like, how can I just like coexist, um, benef- mutually beneficially for myself on a personal level but then like that's sort of like the top, but then like the, the bottom below that, or maybe I'm sort of thinking about the, the other way around. Maybe that's the foundation for me. And then the thing on like the next level up for me, I'm sort of, sort of feeling like, well, how can I be mutually beneficial for the other people that are close to me so we can, so we can grow and become better people that are producing value that are not, held down by addiction or like, uh, you know, those sort of negative, I'd call them negative energies. And um, how do we then go to the next level to basically build a community that I think is the most important thing um, if we all sort of have a good connection and community, then our society can have a sort of healthy connection and community and we can we can build something that we are uh, that we're very proud of, right? Um, and somewhere where we where we um, you know ex- experience the best we can experience in this sort of short lifetime that we have, right? And someone that I think has done amazing thing in his lifetime and brought a lot of joy to people is Diego Maradona, and it's sad to hear that he. He passed away today. He's left. Um, he's he's moved on. Yes, he has, and uh, he has. Even though he was before our time, like when he was playing, I've seen like old videos of him, but I haven't mm. necessarily studied him profusely. He has a spirit. Um, he's so passionate about what he's doing. Even he'd go to lengths of handballing to score goals and stuff like that, um, doing sneaky things, but that passion and that drive, like it's no coincidence that the current best player in the world now, Lionel Messi is the uh, Maradona's uncle from, uh, Oh really? So there's that energetic connection. Like I wouldn't call that a coincidence, you know, of all the millions of people in Argentina, let alone all the billions of people in the world, that the best player in the world now is connected to that spirit that Maradona would have been emanating from him, uh, into the world. Um, and that's why I always feel that um, energy, like they teach you in year 10 science class, cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed. So when beings such as Maradona die, the physical vehicle dies, that energy, that spirit, that essence he has is moved into other places. Um, and one of them you can consider to be Lionel Messi and that 
passion and that flavor lives on. And when you see it from that POV, uh, death becomes that much sweeter. Like, uh, I also have been changing my relationship to death a lot recently. Like I, um, I like to take the viewpoint that I'm about to die because I'm 27 and that went by like that. So, you know, add another 60 years. And I think everything's rel relativistic now. Like years used to take forever when you're like eight or nine years old. Whereas uh, now that you're 27, you've had more years. They tend to just go by 28, 29, 30. You know, I'm nearly 28. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, um, and it, you can contract and expand time, but you realize that it is in a blink of an eye. And when you realize that you're about to die, I mean, some people go, you got 60 years, don't worry about it. I'm like, well, you know, I it think, depends on how you look at it. Yeah, so the thing is, is like there is some sort of creeping um, anxiety that approaches, I think, at these ages. And I think um, the anxiety is sort of like, yeah, right, I've sort of like, I only have so many years, right, if I want to, if I want to have a family or something and like all those sort of things, like really start uh, uh, approaching people, like making them anxious. I feel like at our age is like, we start, well, we start thinking like, is this job that I'm doing going to be like, is this it? Like, as I'm just, am I just going to be doing this sort of thing for like for the next sort of 30 years? And then maybe I'm going to stop living for myself. Maybe I'm going to have some children and then I'm, I'm going to be living for them. And then I'm going to tell them like, you know, like, you know, be forcing sort of like expectations of like, you know, like I think that's a thing that happens a lot. It's like this uh, sort of like living vicariously through your children where you start putting all these sort of like, sort of like uh, clauses on, on, on things when really I think, I don't know, I'm of the opinion, I don't have kids, but it's like, it's sort of like a selfless act if you choose to, to have kids. I think it's like your, your, um, your kids in a way don't really owe you anything, um, which is sort of like a weird paradox. Um, the best thing you can do is if they sort of uh, grow to be uh, productive members of society, right? Well, yeah, uh, the, I've heard different takes on parenting recently, and I yeah. really like the idea of letting the child discover life for themselves and mm. for you to create space for that discovery rather than uh, filling their head with ideas, you know, having the humility to step back and let the child discover life and uh, be there for them to support them if they have any concerns or questions. And, um, and I feel if you do that, you can breed someone who's curious. And if someone's curious, it means they're open-minded. And if they're open-minded, it means they're free. And yeah. uh, we we need free beings here on Earth right now, as many as possible, um, so we can connect and coagulate and, uh, you know, we'll change. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking... Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, because I can see sort of like the silver lining of uh, of our current climate here. I can say... I can basically just speak for where I'm living. Um, but also this information that I'm feeling right now, that's also part of the algorithms, the, the streams of data and algorithms that I'm, that exist in my bubble. And what a lot of it is doing is feeding a lot of fear into me. And um, that, that I think is going to swing the opposite way to a point of uh, 
I see the potential for us to swing into a sort of place of uh, seeing a lot of potential um, and people getting very excited and almost like an eruption of energy where people are like uh, sort of thinking about how they want to spend their time on this planet, let's call it, in your vehicle like you were describing. Um the best possible way because if we yes. if we sort of say if we live a life to say Diego Maradona's age you could live to 60 and have a big impact experience a lot of things right or you could live to like 90 or something but maybe that's um more mediocre but who's to say what is right and wrong you know maybe there's people that do get a lot older and there's probably some joy in being, uh, I would imagine a lot of joy in being elderly, sort of speaking, and like sort of feeling like, oh, you know, I've, um, I'm proud of my achievements, and now I'm sort of just gonna, I don't know, relax and like work on my hobbies and spend time with my grandkids as well. And then there's also the life of like, I don't know, someone like Diego Maradona who maybe leaves prematurely, but in their time, they have a huge impact on like a lot of people, right? A lot of sort of like the two extremes I'm sort of like like, um, sort of seeing, right? And I'm not saying one is better than the other. I think it's all up to us how we want to experience. Yes, it is. And Um, what we think. Yeah. We're here for, right? Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to leave this as the parting message because we're at uh, 30 minutes now. Uh, But I noticed that when you accept your mortality and your death as the human um, and you realize that you don't have much time left, you start to order your life more and um, you, you kind of demand that sense of, you create that sense of urgency that I'm here now. It brings you into the present in some yeah, incredible Yeah, and then way. you start to see like opportunities and then you're like, oh, I'm going to take this, you know, like, because you're just like, why, like, why would I let it pass, you know? And then that opportunity might be bad or good. It might teach you, it might be painful, but you might learn something from it and then you'll be open to another opportunity. And then it's just like, and I think to me that, to me, there's something there that that's what interests me. That thing of like keeping, it's like keeping my energy going, isn't it? Right. That's almost like um, the most important thing I have. And then to be able to share that with people that are close to me, um, it's something that for me anyway, I'm finding is like the most important thing for me personally. Connection. Yeah. All right. I think that's what we all yearn for. That's just from where I'm uh, standing. Right. But like th- there has to be some meaning in that connection. Right. I know we're sort of like going over time and I think that's the, um, that's what we are looking for. And I think that's maybe why we watch some of the top YouTubers um, and give our time to them because we feel something while we're sitting there and watching their videos or whatever it is. And it's a good point. We might, and, you know, um, we might take drugs to feel something, we might drink alcohol to feel something, but I think there's nothing. Um, I think even those um activities like uh a lot of the time we're all doing it like uh to feel something through another human connection something about that that everyone yearns for in my understanding and that always goes back to the thing what's the biggest punishment you could do to a human being a lot of time it's solitary isolation isn't it 
or it could be your liberty like in v for vendetta when she's locked away natalie portman and uh she discovers herself she transcends herself yeah okay we can leave it on that note then we'll leave it on an ambiguous paradoxical note yeah. We seek connection more than ever, but are we really seeking connection with others or are we really seeking connection with ourselves? Tune in next week for episode 20, another milestone, and we'll talk more about this potentially. Thanks, guys.